This is called Breakfast at Tiffany's. She can't cook. And indeed, salutations to the denizen of downloaders of the Dookie Radio Show. With me in the studio, I have Sylvia and Marsha. Yeah, what up, people? Hello, Dookie listeners. It's been a while. The three of us have been away from the Dookie Radio Show studio. I have been on the road touring. And Marsha, you have been to East Anglia to Great Yarmouth. Yeah, I've been been getting around. And yeah... Sylvia, what about yourself? Dookie, I've been struggling these past few weeks. Really struggling. Which is why I haven't been around. But I have to say that I'm, I'm much better now. Struggling with work and just... Oh, Dookie, I lost my voice for... You know, I lost my voice and then I lost it again. Shut it down! Yeah, and I've been to Great Yarmouth. Now, Great Yarmouth, from the sounds of it, Marsha, it didn't leave the nicest of legacies in your frontal lobe. Well... Tell me more. When we were setting up the studio here, you were having a right big whinge about the place. Well, you know, it was kind of... Because I've also been to Wakefield in the past few weeks, and, and I'd never been there, and I, you know, I kind of heard that it was kind of grim, and I got to Wakefield, and I and I was... I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised. I was kind of like, you know, oh, you know, it's not that grim. You know, it's pretty cool, actually, and people are friendly. So I was kind of hoping that Great Yarmouth would be the same thing, like, because people had told me it was kind of not that great, and I kind of thought, you know, maybe I'll get off the train and I'll think, you know, it's not that bad. Yeah. But you found it to be that bad. Well, when you start out in a place and the train station looks like a World War II bunker, you're thinking, you know, this place isn't setting itself up for the best first impression, right? Are you implying that if Hitler had thought that the rest of England resembled Great Yarmouth, that he might have uh, avoided his plans to invade our fair yeah. islands from that point forward. And the thing is, is that it looked like a big bunker and there was all this, like, pigeon crap all over the place, right? And but there's Yeah, a, there's places for the boys. Yeah, and then, and then, but, the, and, and there's nothing in there, right, except a cafe. And people, you know, like a, like a real honest sit-down, have some eggs and fries kind of... Cafe and I'm. Uh, it was a like, nice greasy spoon, mate. Called, yeah, like and it was called Frankie's. I don't know why I remember that, but it, it you know. And I'm sure they're all there good. There are other cafes. There are other cafes. And I was thinking, but why would you want to eat in here? Like a like a real sit down, you know, not just like grab a, a sandwich kind of place, but a real genuine sit-down, knife-and-fork kind of place. Why Why would you want to do that? And, that what, you know, you're dodging the pigeon crap, people. Anyway, and then, yeah. If you are an aspiring ornithologist, being able to tuck into your bubble and squeak while pigeons fly over you would be pure heaven. Yeah, I'm thinking if I'm an ornithologist, Pigeons probably aren't really the, the you know, be-all, end-all. of You know, it's not like the holy grail of the bird-spotting oh, world. I think you'll find the rodents with wings. Yeah, they are. Well, yeah. So, anyway, so uh, I get into the town and... Yeah. There, there are other towns. There are, there are definitely other towns. So what I know... Why... Why... Is everyone on wheels? That 
Uh, you know, so everybody's on these, what do you call them? These mobility scooters? Ah, uh, yes. Mobility scooters. Right. Yes. And, and I don't mean like one person who's struggling to walk, which is fine. But, you know, like everyone. And, and then I walk by this. When you say everyone. That's a bold, bold all right. statement. Okay, let's... Uh, all give right. me a percentage. You don't want any hyperbole? All right, I'll give you 84%. Out of the whole population yeah, I mean, of Great really. Yama. I mean, people are looking at me like, wow, you can use these legs. I mean, wow. I mean, you know, I don't have a problem. You know, they're cool if you need them. That's, but these people were like, you know, really? You're like younger than me and you're like on a mobility scooter. Anyway, so... Then I pass by this store, right? And you want to know what they they specialize in two things, this store. What, m- mobility scooters, perhaps? Yeah, mobility scooters <laughs> and, and guess what else? Mobility scooters and Zimmer frames. No. Well, yeah, you would. Does that mean, what is that? There's walkers. Do you mean walker? Walkers. Walkers crisps. You know, there are other crisps. Is a Zimmer frame like a walker? Yes. It's okay. what? Like the old people, people yeah. Okay, to to walk around. That's yeah. right. It is a, a now, you frame would think, with wheels. Yes. You want, sh- I'll give you one more guess. Well, mobility scooters and oh, I've got it. Yeah. Mobility scooters and a, they also sell the equipment that you need in order to make your house easier to get around no. in. So like, no. oh, wait, hang on, I got it. Stairmasters no. and those railing things that you put by your bar. Yeah, so I that, know what you mean, but no. Yes. No, you would, yeah. So they they specialize in mobility scooters and candles. <laughs> candles? And at first I thought it was like two stores because on one window, they got two windows and on one window it says mobility scooters get all your, for all your mobility scooter needs, right? And then on the other window it's it's a candle store called Flickers, right? Get it? Because the candle flickers. And, and, I, and I looked and it's all one store. Is this a mobility scooter place that just also happens to, on the side, sell candles. No, no it was all like... A candle emporium. It was an emporium. It was like, you know, there was like 300 candles in this place. And all next to the candles, because they because the, the mobility scooter part of the store was encroaching on the candle store... You had to kind of, the, the, the mobility scooters were right next to the candle tables. So if you wanted to like pick up a candle to look at it, you'd have to like lean over the mobility scooter. What, uh, you know, I think we need to talk about stores that, that, that specialize in, in two really disparate things. I have something to add to this. When, when I was at, at college, at university, I spent a lot of time working in dry cleaners. Where did you go to university? I went to university at the University of Colorado. Right. Very, very... Rocky Mountain High. Yes. Most people know the campus in uh, Boulder, but there is also a campus in Denver. Right. So... And what degree did you read? I think you'll find I did a psychology degree, Dookie. Right. I just found out now. Oh, did you? Did you not know that? I didn't know that, no. So, I also did English. Right. Which is why you have I'm, a joint degree. I'm, I'm very hot on the apostrophe. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So apostrophe and people's behavior. See, there's something disparate. But while I was at university, I spent a lot of time working in different dry cleaners because... As you do. As you do. I didn't want to work in McDonald's. So, you know, the next best thing I think is a dry cleaners. And I spent a while working in a dry cleaners come post office. That's a combination yeah, that's pretty disparate. You know, you know, I send a letter and, you know, could you steam these pants out for me? You say, oh, God, I was bending over to address this uh, envelope and uh, my jacket got all all wrinkly and a bit doity. Can you dry clean it for me? It was, ki- was kind of like that. And I really uh, sucked at the post office side of things because right. I had no idea what I was doing. Did you have a wanted poster up there of criminals who Actually, were at no, large. that is a good question, but no, we didn't. I thought that was... De rigueur. Yes. Well, yes, you would think, in a, but it was kind of like, it wasn't like a real post office. It was really like a dry cleaners, but if you want to send a letter, you know, you just pass that across the counter with your shirts. Right. 
Yeah, so like, and then some guy on Facebook was telling me that in Warsaw, there's a shoe store that also sells porn. That's a combination. So, yeah, yeah, that did make, you know, so it's this kind of disparate, you know, how do you decide what, that you're, so... He just purchased this DVD of uh, nurses on holiday, and with my shoes are not comfortable to run back home and enjoy oh, yeah, this. Yeah, so oh, yeah. I need new shoes so that I can run and enjoy the nurses. Yeah, it's like they, they've gone to the Baltic coast. What do you have in a wedge heel and some buxom maids? You know, you know, it's kind of like. That is so, a combination. It's certainly diversifying your kind of, you know, retail possibilities. So you're walking around Great Yarmouth and, you know, over here, if people don't know, over here, you got a place called Marks and Spencers. Hang on, before we talk about Marks yeah, and Sparks. Yeah, yeah. Mobility scooters. Yeah. Candles. I have a connection. I've made a connection in my head. All right. Yeah, hit me. People who use mobility scooters obviously have limited movement. Yeah. Hence the reason why they use these vehicles. Yeah. Or that they're lazy bastards. Some of them, I would imagine, are you know are there using the the vehicles for legitimate reasons. Uh, yeah, but you, sure. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you, whatever. You highlighted it earlier that somebody who appeared to be able-bodied and younger than yourself, and you're only twenty-eight years old. Yeah. Using a mobility scooter. I hope they really needed it. But then I saw them get off of it and be. they were like walking all around the market. And I was like, okay, that's just weird. Oh, is it one of those things whereby they might have lost their license due to drink driving? So this yeah, is maybe. the only way they could get around. Yeah, it did look like legally. when I saw them get off and start walking around, I was like, oh, okay. Well, anyway, so what's your point? So your average mobility scooter user is, you know, a customer of this particular business for obvious reasons. Perhaps, along with their limited mobility, is an inherent difficulty that they have reaching the switches to flick on their lights at home. Hence the reason why having a candle at hand and appropriate lighting materials is better. So why stretch to flick on your lights in your sitting room when you've got a lovely, beautiful candle right next to you at mobility scooter level? Yeah, that's probably not it. Um, Has electricity actually arrived in Great Yarmouth? Yeah, just... So, yeah, I knew... I have a friend who, when she had her baby in a stroller, she was walking down the road with her baby... And somebody on a mobility scooter. She had a sprog in a pram, I think you mean. Okay, she had, uh, yes, she had an infant in a pram. And she, some some old person, some elderly person ran into her pram, knocking one of the wheels off, and then drove off down the sidewalk at like, you know, how fast do they go? Like 30 miles an hour. Like a, a an elderly, a senior citizen hit and run. And my friend couldn't get the wheel back on, so she had to trape all the way back home with her baby on three wheels. Dearie me. So, you know, it's, it's, so I guess it wasn't like, oh, bless them, you know, they're, they're a not able-bodied person. They're like, oh my God, they're committing a hit and run. These pensioners, do you know what they need? They need a bloody good war. Uh, they, he, they probably had one and maybe... They probably had one, Dookie. Maybe he got some new shoes in Warsaw and was just trying to drive trying back to home, home as quickly as he could to see the healthcare workers on holiday. So... Marsha, Marks and Sparks, talk to me. Yay! What's the equivalent in the States of Marks and Spencer? Sometimes I think Sears, but then I think Sears has a slightly more down markety kind of vibe. Whereas Martha Spencer's is more, when you're thinking about food, because they sell food, but they also sell, like, clothes and stuff. It's a bit like, I, I'm not completely au fait with American retail, yeah. but it's as though Whole Foods have merged with J.C. Penny. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that is good. Or Neiman Marcus? Would that be a better that's, match? That's a little too upmarket, I think. Right. Because the Neiman Marcus is actually quite pricey, pricey. Right. So Whole Foods and JCPenney have had a 
baby. Yeah, oh, because a, a whole penny. Oh, that's very funny. So, yes, because if you if you shop for your food there, people do look at you like, oh, you know, a bit posh buying your food there. But if you buy your clothes there, people look at you like, oh, you know, like you're not so posh. In fact, you're a little bit more common. Great smalls, though. They do, undergarments. They, they are known for doing great smalls. That is true. Yeah. So I, I think you guys got like, yeah. OK, so that's. And but they're everywhere here. Like you don't go to a town here and there's not a Marks and Spencer, right? It is a British institution. Yeah, that, it's like you know in the states, you you don't go to a town without a you know a McDonald's. Y- yeah, without a McDonald's, without a J.C. Penny. A high street isn't a high street unless it has a Marks and Spencer. Yeah, yeah. So I noticed in Great Yarmouth that the Marks and Spencers had been there, but they'd packed up and left. Right. So there was one, but there was a sign saying, we've closed. And I was like, that's not a good indicator. And then I go to Costa, you know, obviously being me, right? And can I just say, you know, thank Christ they had a Costa. There are other there other are the, and you know i'm coming to that because i was in the costa and i'm getting my coffee and i look across the street and there's an independent coffee shop that i thought oh yeah i could do that called coffee heaven except that the windows were all like smudged out and, i thought you were gonna say that they were, all the windows were stained you know glass. where people put the um put the shoe polish on them to say you know we're gone you know right. the white kind of shoe polishy stuff they were they were they look like they'd been raided and they just locked the door and ran. This wasn't coffee heaven. This was like coffee purgatory. Right. This and I was like, so here I am in this Costa that probably drove that poor independent out of town. You know, but yeah. It, it, let, let me say this about Great Yarmouth. If you wanted a tattoo or a piercing or a mobility scooter, you're gold- or candles or candles, you're golden. You're golden in Great Yarmouth. Other than that, the water was there. You know, they have water. What is that body of water anyway? It's the North Sea. That's the North Sea. Okay, yeah. So I didn't go look at the North Sea because I wasn't feeling all that watery at the time. I just wanted to sit in my hotel room and eat Brazil nuts. And that's what I did. Okay, because I it just got me down. You great, know? great Yarmouth, where you two can have Brazilian nuts in your room. This woman, you know, I just remembered this. So I'm walking to the Sainsbury's, which is the uh, the grocery big grocery store, to get whatever. And this woman, Brazil on, nuts. Yeah, to get my Brazil nuts. Thank you, and some water. And I I feel somebody coming up behind me on the sidewalk, and it's this woman on a mobility scooter, and she yells at me. Like, I'd only been in town for, like, three minutes. I got people on mobility scooters yelling at me. I'm trying to get to the candle yeah, place before it, it shuts. So, I, ha- I, you know, and I was on the farthest side of the, of the sidewalk because I felt like somebody's coming up and they need to get around me. So, and she did manage to scoot by me, but, and, and she did say thanks, you know, for, like, moving out of her way. But then she yelled something at me and I don't know what it was. And it didn't sound very nice. So, you know, I, I'm not having a good customer service week. And then, and then you know, at your gig the other night, can I just talk about this? Hit me. I managed to piss off the barmaid. What did you do? Well, so... Were you rude to the bar staff? I was, Sylph, Sylph you got to back me up here. I, I wasn't rude, was I? No, Dookie, she was actually really lovely. And this barmaid must have been having a really bad night. Because Marcia was being really nice. And what's happened? Well, so, you know, I'm buying a round and one of them is a vodka and tonic. Right. So and and the the barmaid pours some. So I said, can I get a, you know, vodka and tonic, blah, 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 whatever else. And 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 the barmaid pours some rum and said, what did you want with your rum again? And I said, oh, oh, no, sorry. It was it was a, a vodka. And she said, you said rum. And I said, I, I didn't, but 
I'll have it anyway because I don't really like rum, but, you know, I'll drink it, whatever. Just thinking, you know, she looks so upset that I'll just have it and I'll just save any hassle. A rum and tonic. Yeah, yeah. She So I said to her, well, no, it was a vodka, but don't worry. I'll, I did the words, the exact words I used were, don't worry, I'll have it anyway. Incredibly accommodating. That's- she went, can I swear fucking hell yeah she went fucking nuts man she went fucking nuts didn't she Sylv? she did dookie she threw it she she took the bottle and she smashed it in the trash whoa she she this took, was at the 12 bar yeah, on yeah, friday she, she took the i don't know i guess the vodka the big bottle that they hang up that i guess it was empty oh right the optics yeah yeah she she took that used. down whilst she's still serving Marcia and threw it in the trash so hard that it smashed to the point where the guy working with her looked at her and kind of said, what, what the hell are you doing? So, I, yeah, and then, and then she, she, she threw the vodka and tonic, she, she like pounded it down on the counter and then shouted at me for how much I owed her and then like threw my change at me. And I was like, but I did say, I'm sorry. And I did offer to have it anyway. I was just like, no, I did say vodka. But, you know, and I was just like, I I don't know why you're getting so upset. It's just a misunderstanding. I wasn't rude. You know, I just said, oh, no, sorry. I said vodka, but, you know, it's fine. I'll have it anyway. Was it particularly loud in that part of the venue? No, because we were in the bar upstairs and most people didn't know that there was a bar upstairs. So the reason we went up there is because it was a lot quieter. Yeah, absolutely. So there was only like... You can't hear the bands uh, at all. Yeah, you were talking to our our friend and, you know, Sylvia was there. So it was only like four or five of us around the counter. So, and it was quiet and... Wow. What a cunt. Well, you know, I just, yeah. What an absolute twat. At first I thought that, but then I kind of felt sorry for her because I just thought, you know, you're going to have a lot worse things happening when you're working behind a bar, aren't you? I've never worked behind a bar, but surely you're going to have a lot worse things than somebody saying, oh, no, I said, I'm sorry, I said vodka, but I'll have it anyway. You're going to have a lot worse than that. I have worked behind a a bar and, yeah. Yeah, you got my order wrong, you cab. Well, yeah. Can't you fucking hear? And so I didn't think, you know, she's so much a problem as... You know, with with stuff like that, yeah, firstly, I do get angry at staff. But then I think, you know, what is it like to work here? Are the managers really horrible or what? You know, what are they? You know, what what is going on here? I know that things at the new 12 bar are quite dynamics, but that type of behavior is absolutely inexcusable, particularly as it sounds as though you were perfectly present ridiculously accommodating to somebody who got the order wrong and the whole point i know from having worked behind a bar myself is it's quite easy to sometimes forget the first part of a short order so you know vodka and tonic you hear the tonic but maybe you missed out whether or not it was gin or vodka but the one thing is you know it's not exactly going to be rum and tonic is it well, no, but, you know, just before, you know, earlier today when I was getting ready to come here, I was on Facebook and, you know, I'm a, I'm friends. I don't know why, but I think, Sylv, I think that a lot of them are your friends and are now my friends, but I'm friends with a lot of hippies and, and, and somebody, one of my hippie friends said that it posted this thing about somebody who's gone for a month without complaining. Right. right. And I'm thinking maybe I should do that. Should should I try to this is saying creating a more positive life by eliminating negative statements. Fucking hell no. Simply stop complaining. Should I? We're starting to enter that Seinfeldian world of serenity now. Serenity now, pay later. You're just going to store up those complaints. I agree with you, Dookie. I think there's nothing wrong with just getting it out there. Yeah, right. And that's what I got Syl for, because she's the light to my dark, right? 
You think? In complexion as well. Yeah, 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 that's funny. Yeah, I'll give you that. That is funny. Dookie, I heard you had some bad news this week. Bad news? Yeah, didn't you have some bad news? Because you were watching a certain very popular show about cars. Oh, Yes. And you had to switch it off. Yes. And go into a very, very dark depression. The name of the show, Top Gear. And they were talking about political party leaders in the UK and the cars that they drive. And this is not me trying to be overly right on. Dookie. I'm not talking about the Tories or Labour or Dookie. the Green Party or the Lib Dems. Do we have to be unbiased on this show? Of course not, no. Oh, we don't? Okay, well, yeah. Should I just cut to the chase? Just cut to the chase. The guy's an asshole. Farage. Yeah. Of the UKIP party. It's not being right on. It's just factual. The guy's just a dick. Yes. Okay. Farage from the UKIP party, and yes, there are other parties, drives a Volvo V70 estate. Oh, I'm so sorry, Dookie. He drives the same make and model of car that I do. I'm so sorry. Listeners, the regular listeners to the Dookie radio show will know that I drive an 850 SE. There's a segment on the show called... What smells in Dookie's car? The 850 became the V70. They are indeed the same car. I won't bore you with any more car details. But a racist, nasty piece of work, Mr. Farage, drives the same car as moi. What I think we need to do is I think we need to come up with... It's probably a white car as well. That is very funny. Um, I think what we need to do is to come up with an analogy, because not everyone listening to this might know who Nigel Farage is, because let's face it, he's a bit niche He's a bit something. But although I know people in the States are getting to know him a, a little bit better, but I think we need to come up with an, an analogy that doesn't involve Hitler. So is there an analogy that uh, between the three of us we could devise that would make it more understandable? So it'd be like, that's like finding out that you own the same shoes as Idi Amin. I've got a good one. I've got a good one. And he's a namesake. And he's a namesake in the US. It's like finding out that you own the same model of car as David Duke. Ah, oh, yes, that's very good. That is very good. And you know what? It put, I was watching the news uh, a couple of months ago, and Theresa May was on. And she's quite a controversial figure. And her my politics don't necessarily dovetail with hers, right? Mm. And I looked at her, and she is known, whatever you think about her politics, she is known for being very beautifully dressed. She's well turned out, yes. She is well turned out. But I did look at her and think, Oh, my gosh, I've got the same jacket. Oh, right. So on the one hand, I was thinking that's quite nice because she is known as being, she does dress very beautifully, whatever you think of her politics. But because my politics don't at all dovetail with hers, I did think, yeah, I might not wear that jacket for a while. Just to kind of, you know, cleanse my memory of it. Or you could perhaps that we have this just, shared same jacket. maybe you could just put a patch over the swastika. That's, that's quite funny. That's quite funny. I wouldn't necessarily put her down as a Nazi, though. I just think that her, she's, she has some views that, if we went out to coffee together, let's just put it this way. If she and me and Teresa May went out for coffee, we'd have to stick very much on fashion and not at all veer into the realms of politics. Fashion, you know, where did you get your shoes? You know, fantastic. That but jacket is ace. Yes, I I got mine on sale. How much did you pay for yours? You know, that kind of thing. But, you know, do we want to talk about, you know, her particular policies? Probably not, because then we might end up not being so nice to each other, if you see what I mean. So when are you going to uh, meet her for lunch? Next Wednesday. I'll drive you in my Farage Mobile. <gasps> the Farage Mobile. That's uh, so sad. Oh, oh Dookie, dear. it ain't good. It ain't good. Maybe you need to have some, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not a hippie. But 
you know, maybe you need to have some sort of cleansing ritual. Ooh, cleansing? Oh, God, no, uh, scratch maybe that. Maybe not the no, right word. I meant no. like, you know, wave some incense around <laughs> in it. But, yeah, oh, God, yeah, now that's, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Let's go out for a drive in my Farage mobile. Are you troubled by spots, blemishes and flaky skin? Well, download the Dookie Radio Show every Monday and your skin will be looking clear, radiant and luscious in no time. The Dookie Radio Show, your key to beautiful skin. Oh, hello, darling. Has anybody told you that you've got beautiful skin? Yes, all the time. God, Jesus, my hemorrhoids hurt. Uh, he, uh, I think I might have got whiplash in the posh pit. Oh, it really is so high octane, isn't it, this posh pit? No! So, this week, Dookie, I have been given the task of reporting on posh pit because... Dookie, this week, the quote comes from your own Dookie-shaped self. I'm afraid it does, yes. It does, doesn't it? You need to set it up, otherwise it would just seem like a vanity project. Well, you know, it was bound to happen that it would be yourself, because you are indeed very, very posh. I have my moments. So, let's set the scene here, shall we? You were playing a rocking gig with Cauldronated the other night. Correct, featuring Dave Barbarossa, a recent... Dukey Radio Show guest, the legendary drummer. The lovely, lovely Dave Barbarossa and your singer of Cauldronated, who is the lovely, lovely, wonderful Eva. And so, and the gig was at the new 12 Bar, which is an amazing venue in Holloway Road. And that night, it, there was a lot of interesting people there that night. Yes, we were supporting a very well-established steampunk band. So on a personal level, I have never played to so many people wearing top hats ever. And and the goggles. Yes. There were, I love the look. I have to say, I do love the look. It is an amazing look. And when I got there, it was kind of like the bar in Star Wars, where there's just all these crazy looks going on. I felt distinctly underdressed, I must say. You know, I was just wearing my usual. And so, and the steam, like, there was a woman there in, like, um, a black cat suit, but it was like transparent in lots of places. I noticed her, yes. yes she I, had it all hanging out ooh, in steampunk fashion. In the most beautiful way. I mean, she was a vision. And I think she was wearing like 10 inch heels as well. And so there was that, but there was also a man with a big beard wearing a black rubber apron. I noticed that not as aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, well, yeah but you he know. pulled off And the then look. there was a number of people at the bar who were wearing horns. Yes. Which I didn't necessarily know with a steampunky look, but apparently... And they looked amazing as well. So everybody looked amazing. And you were very nervous that evening, were you not? I was bricking it. You were bricking it for... And you were... You said to me and Martha and our friend who was also there, the lovely Katie Greenhair, you said to us that why you were so nervous was that you were doing backing vocals... And some of the backing vocals are said in a foreign language. Yes, in Latin. I haven't a problem with the melodies. I sing in top buzzer. But when you have to memorise lyrics, number one, that are not your own, it's a little tricky. And when the lyrics are in Latin, even more so. Yes, so Dookie, so, now I have to give this quote, but I have to do it kind of like in your accent. You're going to do me. I'm going to I'm gonna try. An impression of me. Yeah, I'm going to do an impression of you. I'm going to try. So. I've never heard you do anything apart from your own voice. Well, so this is going to be a real treat. It's tough. It is tough. The, the English accent is tough. And let's face it, I'm no Gwyneth Paltrow. So here we go. Posh pit quote of the evening from our own lovely Dookie is, Of course, at school, I did learn a smattering of Latin. Bless. How's that, Dookie? (laughs) I can see why people find me to be a bit crazy. You are so posh, Dookie. So very, very posh. Oh, dearie me. And then to make matters even more amusing, we ended up not even doing the song that had Latin in it. Yeah, well, yeah. 
glad you said that because I was listening out and I, and, and I thought, I'm, oh, I must have, uh, maybe I missed it. Did you not do it? No, we didn't. It was in the set. However, due to technical problems involving the interface that we use for flying in all those amazing keyboard parts that uh, David Harmon created, uh, we had to cut the set short a bit. So I'd spent the whole day yes. singing Latin to myself. I hadn't recited that much Latin since I was 13 years old probably equally as badly but I had the melody sorted and the timing at a wingable level but we ended up not doing the track so well you rocked it anyway Duke. oh thank you very much you Cheers. were I've never fun. seen so many top hats bobbing to the rhythm R- apart from a steampunk gig the only other place that you could play to that many people wearing top hats would be an Abe Lincoln lookalike competition I don't plan on doing that have soon. You, have you heard of one? I've never heard. That could be scintillating situations. If anybody out there is having an Abe Lincoln lookalike, you know contest, you want to. Please let me know, and I will report it on it on the next scintillating situations. I'm there. I need to go and uh, learn some more Latin. A smattering of it. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Please do not do the screamies. We are only here to explore the scintillating situations happening in your city. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Scintillating Situations in Your City, featuring Sylvia Silversmith. Hello, Sylvia. Hello, Dookie. Hello, Dookie listeners. What have you got in store for us this week? Dookie, I have two things. One is very cultural. So it could, I suppose, be defined as quite highbrow. Bring it on. Yes, my eyebrows are willing to head up towards the heavens. And the other one is TV-based. So I'm thinking that's a little bit more... It could be defined as lowbrow. My arse is ready to hit that sofa. Uh, uh, oh, That's very good, Dookie. I love your enthusiasm. So are you ready for the first one? <laughs> now, the first one is an artist who isn't very well-known, but she is having a retrospective at the Tate Gallery in Liverpool. And I, I'm i going to go up there and see it because this, not so much for her art, because I, she was a surrealist and I'm not really into the surrealist. I can appreciate it, but it doesn't really, really, you know, I wouldn't want it on my wall. But I really want to go see it because I'm interested in her as a person because she, I think the medical term for it would be she was wacko. Right. Her name and don't Is that a medical term that's that used regularly within hospitals and yes. if psychiatrists wards. will use wacko. officially use the term wacko. Right, okay. Or occasionally you might hear it called wackadoodle. Yes. She was Looney Tune. Bonkers in the nut. Oh, if you did a scan of this woman's head, you would see a cuckoo clock where a brain is normally. Right. Her name, and now don't be surprised if you've never heard of her, her name is Leonora Carrington. Right. Any and relation to a certain other Carrington? Oh, Alexis Carrington on Dynasty. Not that no, I know no, no, of. Not, not the Dynasty one. Which Carrington are we speaking of? The lovely woman who was in love with Lytton Strachey. Oh, well, Dookie, you know of my love. See, obviously, because I've been lecturing you and Marcia to death about the Bloomsbury Group, because I do love the Bloomsbury Group. Um, And don't be surprised if you've not heard of Dora Carrington, who went by the last name of Carrington, who was in love with a gay man, and it was all very Will and Grace back in the Edwardian era. And no, no relation. Right. We digress. This was a painter and a writer called Leonora Carrington, and she was born in 1917. And Dookie, she only just died in 2011. Right. This was a long-lived woman. Now, she did lots of surrealist paintings, which obviously the retrospective is going to be showing. But I know her because she wrote a book called The Hearing Trumpet that I read for my book group. And one woman in my book group is... What was the title of that again? (coughs) Excuse me. Was it a cough in the title, or was that... See, a genuine dookie. The, the cold still is still with you a little I'm bit. I'm still suffering with the phlegm. The hearing trumpet. Come again? Th- that's really uh, very dad jokey. 
you know, very dad jokey. And I respect you for it, Dookie. Thank you. The Hearing Trumpet. Now, we read this book for my book group, and there's a lovely woman in my book group who has a very particular fear. Do you want to know what her fear is? She's scared to death of hair. Of hair? Hair. Right. Now, hair of all, you know, not just like, you know, okay, so you're in a hotel and you're in the shower and there's a... You know, there's a hair there that doesn't belong to you. Not, you know, and none of us are going to be particularly keen on that, are we? No. So it's you, beautiful when in situ, but yes. repulsive apparently. Yes. When and not you don't in want situ. it in your food, and you know, so we're we're all down with that. But this woman just can't stand it, even on somebody's head. Right. So she was once on a bus where this man got on next to her. And apparently he had quite a lot of hair and she had to get up and move because she felt like his hair was invading her space. We know how she feels about hair. Uh, I wonder if she's also equally fearful of rabbits. I'm well, so you know, sorry. It actually took me a second to get that. Um, it took me a quick. second. How sad am I? So anyway, so this woman is, and you know, if a, like some women have that really long hair where it's like down past their butt kind of yes. thing. If my friends in my book group actually saw a woman who had hair down past her butt, I think she would burst out into tears. Right, so quite and a quite a serious I'm, I'm fear, fearful an for her fear. because her her husband is experimenting with a beard at the moment. So I'm fearful. I'm fearful for her. So why am I mentioning this? Because we read this book, and in the foreword was about this Leonora Carrington, and she was so Looney Tunes, Looney Balloony, that she actually sat in a restaurant once and covered her bare feet with mustard. She, right. She also would like get up in the middle of a party and go take a shower and then come back dripping wet, like you know, and naked. Right. And just sit down and carry on as though nothing. And then she she made tapioca pudding for a dinner party once, but she dyed it with squid ink and said that it was caviar. I love the sounds of this woman. I mean, this is how... And then and then the peace day resistance, where, where the hair thing comes in, is that she actually, one night, there was like um, a dinner party, but they were all spending... It was like a weekend away kind of party. And she went round to everyone's bedrooms and cut their hair... And then the next day served it up to them in omelettes for breakfast. A hair omelette? Now, yeah, this is what really... A this is what freaked my friend out. She was about ready to have a nervous breakdown just reading about this. So this very kooky woman was very kooky indeed. And she was from England and did lots of surrealist painting. And then she ran off with the surrealists. And she finally ended up in New Mexico where she died in 19, uh, 20, 2011. Did she end up in, is it Taos? It might be Taos, yes. It that might be, because like that's that real right artist community her. there, isn't it? Yes. So basically, her mantra is, hair omelettes lead to a long life. Or being bonkers in the nuts well, yes, lead to me, a ripe old age. Well, that's it. So I'm saying that... This is how I come to people's art. It's usually through their life because, you know, you think that's an interesting person. They probably write something interesting or they painted something interesting or they made interesting music, whatever it was they're saying. So I'm saying that her paintings are going to be shown at the Tate Liverpool and it's only just opened on the 6th of March and it's open until the 31st of May. And Dookie, this is one of her paintings. Now, maybe you can explain that if you have a look over here, Dookie. At, you know, quite surreal. Absolutely, yes. Uh, it's quite, it's, but, but you know, nice. You know, pretty, I suppose. Well executed. Well executed. So, Dookie, that's the first scintillating situation. If you're, you fancy travelling to Liverpool, Liverpool's, you know, a nice place to go. I was just there. You I were just played there. in Liverpool just last week. And, the, you know, the shopping is great. And, the, and, and where the Tate Museum is, is really nice. Isn't it? I mean, that's that's the area called Wapping, isn't it? In, it certainly is, yes, book. by the docks, just as our own Wapping is. So you can go along to this, and you can see this painting that I just showed you, Dookie. She has a tree growing out of her head. 
As one does. As you do. So go along, see this woman. You know, if, if you like Surrealists, it's the thing for you. And think about, this is the woman that made her friends hair omelettes. It's interesting. She had had a fascination with hair and also has, you've just shown me, in a painting has a tree coming out of someone's head. So it's, it's she was definitely odd. partial to the hirsute. She, yes, she was partial to the hirsute. She actually wrote a short story about um, uh, befriending a hyena and teaching it French and trying to pass it off as a human being and she had to do that by covering up his hairy hands with gloves. As do hyenas have hands? They do now. My word. Are we ready for the lowbrow? My ass is firmly on the sofa. Let's talk about a show called... Well, it's called two different things. Over here in this country, it's called Whitney. Uh, what is... Oh, gosh, it's just gone out of my Whitney, head. Whitney, fat girl dancing. Fat girl dancing. And then in the US, it's called My Fat Fabulous Life. My big fat fabulous life. Sorry, I missed one of the adjectives. In Canada, it's called My Big Fat Fabulous Life A. That's so not true, is it, Dear Kitty? I'm sure when Canadians talk about the show and with a degree of enthusiasm, it's then punctuated with with A. I'm sure it is, Dookie. Yes, let's go with that. Just like the way you posh people say yaw after everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Whitney, so you and me and Marcia have all got into the show because, let's face it, Marcia is a bit obsessed with women of a curvier nature. Yes, she is. Because Marcia imagines that her butt is probably a lot bigger than we see it. Her ass is absolutely she has a nice juicy bottom absolutely and she thinks that it's huge but so she got you and i into this show because this woman weighs nearly 400 pounds and here is whitney herself setting the scene for this show there's pc terms for everything these days but fat people are fair game someone has to fight for us i'm whitney way thor i'm 30 years old i live at home with my parents and i'm a fat dancer she is an incredibly endearing person, if slightly over the top. A little bit of her goes a long way. She's she's a mustard type of character. Dookie, I, I, I just, I wish I had her energy. That's all I'm saying. I, I just look at her and I just think, how can I get that energy? She must drink a lot of espressos. She lives with her parents in North Carolina, a part of the world in which the Duke family have a huge stake. We'll talk about that another time. That is so not true. But yes, they have Duke University there. It's not really something to do with your family. Possibly. No, it's not either. The tobacco industry. It looks like a very pretty place where they live. She lives in Greensboro, North Carolina. And the one thing about Whitney is she has incredibly swift and emotional shifts, pendulum shifts between being super sassy... And la- so she starts out like so. She's telling a story. And she starts out. <laughs> Within a second. I mean, one second. You know, she'll be saying, "Yo, yo, I got this working. I am looking good." And the next, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to find Mister Right. Within seconds of each other. It's about a passion, and if you feel it, you got to bring it. Yeah. That's a clip from one of her actual dance classes in which one second it's all, hey guys, we're going to rock it. The next she's in tears. She tells people a lot about herself, like before the class, like she tells them her whole history of she used to be slim and she was a dancer and then she put on hundreds of pounds and then posted a clip on YouTube of her dancing at the, at the size that she is now. And it went viral. And she tells the class this. Like, she gives this whole speech every time. And I'm thinking, if that was me and I went to a dance class, I'd just be thinking, well, you know, we've got an hour here and I've paid like $20. 
I get down to, to it. Yeah, I, I've paid. What would a dance class in Greensboro, North Carolina be? Well, I do, like like over here, like a yoga class in in London is like fifteen pounds. So I'm thinking like a dance class in North Carolina would be roughly, I don't know, like $10, I suppose? So $20? You're, you're spending $10. You want to be dancing your fucking socks off, and instead you get this. I hate people thinking that I'm lazy. I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. That's PCOS for short. It's an endocrine disorder that does a lot to your body. Two-thirds of women with PCOS are overweight or obese. The weight gain just takes off. It makes it really easy for me to gain weight and really difficult to lose weight. Dookie, let's just talk about really why we're watching this show. Because I think you and Marcia and I really need to take a long, hard look at ourselves and think about why we're watching this show. Because, okay, she is quite, you know, endearing. Her mom, I don't think, she, yeah, she's actually like the, exists. No, she's the creature from the Black Lagoon. Her mom is Babs actually is uh, the. Re- so, if you haven't watched the show and we're piquing your interest at all, just watch it for her mom because her mom is one of the oddest people I have ever seen. She's got a great speaking voice she's as well. Fantastic. You know, we're talking about Leonora Carrington being an eccentric. So maybe this is a theme that. That Whitney's mom, she is like an apparition. I think she's an apparition. Can you tell me the difference between the internet and the interweb? Yeah, it's like she doesn't know. She doesn't know. She's what? They they say that she's approaching 70. Yes. She's never pumped her own gas. I should probably rephrase that because that means something different in this country. She has never taken, she has never, what's the word? Something with petrol. She has never filled up her own car with petrol. In my day, it was the horse-drawn carriage. She doesn't really... What are these strange contraptions that get you from A to B? The devil's work. That's Cleveland from Family Guy, isn't it? Dookie. It does sound a little bit like Yeah, so, and she doesn't really seem to know what the internet is. The interweb? Yeah, so, and, but, uh, I think she's an apparition. So I think if you're gonna, like, Whitney, okay, she's like the least interesting person. She went, she drove for five hours to go do a piece of work that fell through. And she didn't want to be there on her own. So she called her friend and her friend drove through the night five hours to massage Whitney's feet only to get in the car and drive back home. There's definitely an issue with boundaries, both with Whitney's friends and also Whitney's family. We got to work on some boundaries in this house. She had her mum shave the backs of her legs, for one. Which, you know, okay, fine, she can't reach. But then her dad walked in and she said, Dad, what are you doing here? And her dad didn't actually leave. That was weird. And then she's got all of her friends, like, massaging... She had one of her friends massaging her butt and stuff like that. And I just think, am I too uptight, Dookie? I mean, I just wouldn't ask you or Marcia to massage my butt. However, if you did, we would. Would you? Yes. Okay, that's very sweet. Is your ass feeling okay? I'm not, yeah, I mean, my ass is kind of okay, and I'm just thinking... Kind of. Yeah, kind of. So, Dookie, we actually, in the last week, you and me and Marcia have all watched the last episode of this season, and Whitney's had some bad news. Now, I don't think we should say what that bad news is. Perhaps you should tune in to TLC, the network it's on here in the UK, and quite possibly in North America as well, although check your local local and, listings and can for I details. Just say, it, was, it was also, it was a reason for, so she was looking at renting a house. Yes. And With the, Buddy. With her friend Buddy. And the reason that she didn't rent this house was... Quite a stark reason yes. for not renting a particular Bleak. house. It was quite stark, you know, because the house was and it was an, the house was really nice, and it was it, it was just a sign of the times why they couldn't rent this particular house. Yes, I want to talk about it, but also it and may then, give away a highlight for those people interested in 
enjoying the glories the reason, of that girl dancing. And then there was another thing, because I thought she is a very endearing person, and the only thing that made me think twice about would I want to go for coffee with her was she and her friend, who is also a large person. Ashley. Ashley, you know, who seems very sweet. They met two guys in this diner. And one of the guys was a lot older. He was, like, a lot older. And he started making intimations that he wanted Ashley to squash him. So to do that where very, 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 very big people sit on people of more average size. And Whitney, instead of, like, grabbing her friend's arm and saying, we're going to leave now because this guy's getting a little creepy, she left her there. Yeah, that's a no-go. And that's I'm thinking, no-go you know, if that zone. was me or one of my girlfriends, I would be like, you know, the, wouldn't you just kind of look after... I sound, I feel like I'm being very harsh about Whitney, and I don't think that's fair. It is quite... In my view, it's quite an entertaining show. Absolutely. And she definitely works it. And I girl can dance. The girl can girl absolutely can dance. dance. And I think bigger, bring it for the big girl. Also, if you had a shot for every time that she mentions the fact that she's 30 years old you'd be drunk yes i think you should just play, play a drinking game like advert break yeah play a drinking game every time she mentions her age every time she says that she's got pcos or any time she, she swings from from one emotion to another so whenever she's like <laughs> you know you'll be in casualty very quick very quickly But it is a very entertaining show. She's a very endearing person who is bringing it for the big girls. And her mom is not of this earth. In a good way. From another place. And her brother was quite funny in the first episode as well. Because Whitney's sitting there talking about how men, you know, lots of men really, really want to have sex with her. And her brother was just not coping with his sister talking about this at the dinner table. And I did find that to be very, very funny. It's like, you, you just don't want to think about your siblings and their sex lives, do you, really? Uh, no. It's just not, especially not... Why is it worse at the dinner table? There's no boundaries in that place you, at you, all. You, you got to work on some boundaries in this house. That's why. That's why. You just want to sit there and eat your Texas hash and, you know, then go watch telly. Oh, talking of food... Yes. She made reference to a southern state's delicacy that I had not come across before. Okay. Sandwiches yes. in which the filling comprises of <gasps> yes. banana oh, yes. and mayonnaise. No, Dookie, that's not southern. That is just weird. That's not a southern. You know, a southern thing is like grits or collard greens or, or uh, fried chicken and waffles. You know, you're just, it's, when she made that, that is not a southern thing. That is like, girl, that is a very unusual filling. It's most definitely unusual. It kind of made me want to try it, though. Well, Should we likewise. Try it? Do likewise. We, so, so next week on air, I think we should try banana and mayonnaise sandwiches. This is quite fitting I'm because um, when the Dookie Radio Show was based at Croydon Radio, a colleague, um, Hattie Ashdown um, is her name, was sacked from the station for eating food as part of a culinary taste testing thing of doing that on air so being able to do that here on the dookie radio show podcast would be i think very healthy for me emotionally it's it's a passion dookie you need to talk to marcia about that because marcia has some really very strong views about that doesn't she yes so, Dookie, yes, ne- shall we have on next week's show? I, I will bring. Now, we need. What do we need? We need white plastic bread, right? Yes. And by plastic, I mean that kind of Wonder Bread. There are other breads. Can but you get Wonder Bread here? No, in- but you know, you can get that kind of like if you balled it up in your fist, it would turn into like that clay like substance. You know, My that word. kind of bread. Right. And then, and then I'll bring it Glows the in the dark sort of yeah, stuff. It, yeah. It, but you know, it has its place in the culinary world. Oh, it has its place. And I will bring some bananas and some mayonnaise. And the three of us need to try this and just hope that it doesn't do to us what Irene's been struggling lately, which is her, as she calls it, gastric gastrics. Irene has not been all that well, but she is on the mend. She is, yes. So I think maybe we won't have her 
tasting the banana mayonnaise. But for us younger folk, I think we might, I think our constitutions might be up to it. Absolutely. Bring it on. So Bring it on. next week, we'll be having some southern sandwiches in tribute to the wonderful Whitney. Sylvia, it has been hair-raisingly lovely, <gasps> corpulent, dancingly, dancingly, it is a word now, wonderful, having you here on the Dookie Radio Show and scintillating situations in your city. Oh, thank you, Dookie. And thank you, Dookie listeners. This has been Sylvia Silversmith reporting on scintillating situations in your city. <laughs> Click on your mouse to our Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find, it will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dookie Radio Show The Dookie Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. sitting on a lot of trains and trains are pretty good for overhearing um, stuff like uh, this Profound. is yeah like well like this isn't the overheard but I had one guy sitting next to me on a train and I noticed that on his phone he was watching some preaching Right? Oh god. And before we well, yeah. And then and I you know, I'm just sitting there eating my Doritos and, and, and before I know it, he's got his headphones on, so he's before I know it, his whole body is convulsing. And I'm like is he crying or is he laughing? Because if he's crying, I kind of feel like I need to kind of give him a comforting pat on the arm. But if he's laughing, I'm then I'm curious about what these preachers are saying that is so funny. So anyway, so you know, trains are good for that kind of stuff. Maybe the preacher was doing one of those—a priest, a rabbi, and yeah, 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 jokes. yeah, 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 yeah. There's a guy from Nigeria, a guy from Kenya, and a guy from Warsaw. You know, and you know, hilarity ensues. Indeed, and, and, and they they decide to buy some shoes. Yeah, yeah, and, and a DVD. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, run yeah, home. Yeah. So, and I'm like, oh God, is he? Cr-? And then and then he got up and he moved. So I was thinking, well, you know, I hope he's okay, but at least I don't have to worry. Maybe about he left to stain. Okay, yeah, okay. Oh, he was convulsing. God, you know, I was eating. I was eating. Don't say that. You know, I hope he wasn't crying. I hope he was. Anyway, so and on another trip, I got this two young people behind me and they're talking about, I kind of figured it out after a while that they were talking about these junk shows. So, you know, where people go and buy junk and then like resell it. So a bit like baggage battles yeah. or storage hunters, yeah, yeah. storage wars. I kind of worked out that they were talking about one of those. Right. Right. So, and it was kind of interesting because, you know, you, me and Silver, you know, we kind of like those shows. It's a guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like that one. Where's the, the American Pickers? Yes. I kind of like them because they're both nice. And they've known each other since they yeah. were nine years old or something. Yes, yeah, so they're not trying to set it up like, you know, like they're all going to punch each other. You know, they just seem... Anyway. They have a really nice dynamic together that yeah. you could not have created. It's just very, very natural. They I digress. Let the cameras roll and let yeah. the niceties follow suit. Yeah, so, and I like their Danielle. She works, the girl with all the ink... 
I oh, like her. She reminds me a little bit of Sylvia Silversmith. Ah, that's not. Yeah, that's nice. Cause she. Yeah, I like her. I wish she was my sister. Anyway, uh, these guys are talking about stuff. You you Brits call it tat. Yes. Right. So these tat shows and. I heard the one say to the other what what it was. It did make me laugh. So what I overheard her say was uh, a toy helicopter isn't a hobby. It's fifteen hundred dollars worth of get a life. But I bought me some binoculars because the new otty otty neighbours been walking around in the all together now, haven't they? Well, that's your lot. You've been listening to hair omelettes and mustard feet. That's a combination. Almost as nice a combination as mobility scooters and candles in East Anglia. My name is Dukey and I've been your host. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. You bought You ate it. You bought You ate it. So, Dookie, so good to be back because, you know, I've been suffering, well, Roy, he was suffering terrible from the gastric, gastrics, and then I think he passed it on to me. So it was giving me the terrible, terrible jippy in the tum-tums. So, and then, so what it was doing to me was I was all windy pops in the back end, right? And then all kinds of windy pops in the front end, wasn't I? So, and it was just terrible. It was terrible, terrible windy pops. And we were sitting in the sitting room and we'd both be all windy, windy together. And then, so we had to go out. We had to buy ourselves some Pepto, Pepto's and all the gaps, the goblins and all that. So then... We gotta work on some boundaries in this house.